This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Afternoon and evening. Welcome to uh, our uh, newest sojourn into things current wrestling all over the world. And we're really going to go all over the world tonight and we're going to talk a ton of topics. It is, of course, Place Be Nation's main event. I'm Scott Griscolo. Very tight group tonight. It's just one room and my Fraser Crane, the Fraser Crane of PTB, except he has a better hairline. Mr. Steve Aloysius Willie. Can I be the Fraser Crane from the original Fraser show and not whatever this whatever this thing is that's happening? Well, I gotta tell you, I love the show. I loved the original Fraser. It's, oh, I, I do too. It's great. That I got, I got, I've gotten into fights and bars with people because I ready for this. I think it's better than Cheers. Just my uh, opinion. I, my opinion. I, I'm um, not gonna argue with you on that. I, I just, I don't know. Just my opinion. The this past week's episode, I'll admit, was the first. Frasier-y episode so far with him and his son, or if you watched it, with him and his son and the confusion over the blind date and everything. It's very, it, that's that's the first episode of this new, new thing that reminded me of the old show. The first few episodes, I know that's kind of establishing the other characters, but it is not very Frasier-y until this one this past week. That's the first one for me. But I've enjoyed it. It's okay. I think it's, I don't think it's too bad. I mean, unfortunately, obviously the dad died. Yeah. Right? East John Mahoney, great actor. The uh, thieving father in Say Anything. In your eyes. That's such a Steve Billy <laughs> movie right there, Say Anything. Um, I could see Quite you. Prompting. I could it's see you the... holding up the. Oh, was it? Yeah, one of the songs for prom was In Your Eyes. Oh, you lucky son of a bitch. My and, uh, because of the Night from 10,000 Maniacs, which I give respect for whoever came up with that. Um, I like that too. Uh, my prom song was Wonderful Tonight by Eric Clapton. Oh, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, somebody voted a song by R. Kelly. Thank God it lost. Um, <laughs> um, oh, my brother's And for some song. reason, the seniors were bringing eighth graders. It was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> my my brother and my buddy Pat had the two cool, because I'm a journey guy, like, like as you know. Mm-hmm. So my brother's prom song in 1985 was Open Arms. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And my friend Pat's prom song in 1989 was Faithfully. So two epic, uh, epic uh, uh, journey sojourns. Anyway, we could talk about unbelievable uh, ballads of love and first kisses, (laughs) seven minutes in heaven and all that. that. Just the two of us. We were talking off the air earlier today. And now my my son loves the song. Oh, it's awesome. It's a great song. I I heard it coming from his room the other day. Like he was like playing video games and talking to some girl. And all of a sudden I hear that song playing and like the original version too. And I'm like, what yeah. the hell is happening? This what is amazing. Is- and your son's 12? 12, 12, 12, 12. And he's already understanding the greatness that is Yacht Rock mm-hmm. because Yacht Rock is what picks up women, not the crap music now. Yacht Rock <laughs> is what makes ladies swoon. Just saying. Smart Yacht kid. Rock and Motown. Raising a smart son there. Um, all right. 
let's get down to fun. All right. Yeah. We got a, we got a nice uh, cavalcade of topics tonight. I have them broken down here by by um, um, promotion. We'll talk, we'll definitely talk. We'll definitely talk some WWE. I mm-hmm. uh, got a few topics there. Little little AEW, not a ton because no. we're doing a special episode next week. Uh, of main event. We are going back to back only because we're trying to get back on schedule. But next week we are strictly going to talk uh, AEW because we're going to preview Full Gear, which will be which is coming up a week from uh, Saturday in LA. And <laughs> I feel like I feel like that show was like so far out because I feel like they've been building this MJF Jay White match for like ten years. It feels like, mm-hmm. um, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be a good match. I, I like. I'm one of the few people that that have turned on Jay White in a good way. I know a lot of people liked him and then hated him. I was not a fan of him in Japan. I feel like because the live match I got to see with him in, at the G1 Supercard in 2019 was not good. I blamed him because I love Okada and I'll never blame him for anything except breaking Brian Danielson's face. Um, <laughs> like everybody else Oh, that's did. not – okay, uh, we can talk about that. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't think that's what happened. No, I don't think so either. I'm just. I think it happened before, and then they yeah. turned into it. But we can talk about that later. Yeah. Um. But I feel like that that build has been like a zillion years in the making. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to a week from Saturday, at the old home of Showtime, the Kia Forum, the old home of Showtime, best era in the history of the Lakers. Even though I love Kobe to death, um, showing my age, and I don't care. Um, That's fine. Uh, come on, Steve. The Orlando Woolridge years in Chicago. I I saw him play. I saw him play. I saw Orlando Woolridge play with Jordan. I was a little little kid. Now that team would have loved the uh, the James Mitchell skit from Sawin. That <laughs> <laughs> was the Warriors that they played. Um, who were the Twin Towers and the Warriors? Was it Samson? No, that was the Rockets. The Rockets, yeah, Ralph Samson, Samson and Olajuwon. Yeah, yep. Samson and Olajuwon. Samson did go to Golden State. Okay, so yeah, it was when he it was definitely Ralph Sampson was playing. So and it was Golden State. Maybe he played with Olden Polony. Olden Polonies, maybe? Or the other one, Thurman? Strom. Oh, I, said Strom. Was... <laughs> I almost said Strom Thurman. Um Mark uh, Thurman oh, I can't think of his name. Anyway. Um yeah, Ralph Sampson did end up going day. to the Ralph Sampson did end up going to Golden State after Houston. Mm-hmm. Elijah, of course, went to the Hall of Fame. Um Meanwhile, Ralph Sampson lost okay. to Shamanad in when he was in college. So <laughs> pretty great. All right, let's dive in. So we're gonna talk some AEW. We'll talk some Impact. Uh, the rebranding. I haven't talked to you about the rebranding. We no, um, which I'm pumped about. We will talk about NWA and Billy's stupidity, which of course I'll let Steve elaborate on. And of course, Doctor G and I will go more into it this weekend on the weekend special. Yeah, it's, but it's fucking so stupid. He's t- he's pretty much trying. He's pretty much trying to take the show away from Doctor G and I. That's what I'm saying. He's sabotaging me. Now, there is something that uh, I read about that we can talk about. That um, yes, and it, it's not. Yeah, it's about the reality show and what it may be actually. Yes, I, I heard that too. Yeah, I yeah. Right, so we'll get to that. That was like, oh, well, that's telling. Yeah, that's fucking stupid. Anyway, and then I got an interesting, uh, kind of a deep question for you and I, Ooh. particularly since um. This guy that we'll talk about is one of your favorites, and I like him too. I'm not as I have not been as exposed to him. Um, maybe we'll have to do once we can have the time. I know we haven't done an episode yeah. once, and we apologize for that. But maybe we'll do a special episode of Pot of Honor where you 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 pick me, maybe three or four of your favorite Will Osprey matches. Hmm. Okay. Because um, I, I I don't I've only seen him very very infrequently. 
Mm-hmm. When I don't know a wrestler, I admit it. I don't fake it because you can't. Uh, so I admit I don't know a lot about him. So I, I, maybe we'll do an episode. Maybe we'll do an episode of main event. Maybe we'll, even, maybe we'll do a main event yep. episode where we talk about some Will Ospreay matches. So we'll talk about him a, in a, a little bit later. All right. Let's start with the flamethrower. And the first story that I want to talk about is, of course, the big one that happened this past week um, in WWE. And that is another show is uh, another show is uh, moving from one uh, to the other. And that is the fact that uh, NXT is now going to the CW. Yes, the CW is getting um, is getting uh, NXT. Yes, that is a that uh, uh, was announced on the Endeavor or TKO, whatever uh, earnings call. Another thing came from the earnings call that we'll talk about in a minute as well. Of course, Shawn Michaels commented he was thrilled. Uh, it'll be CW will be NXT's home for the next five years, starting October twenty fourth, so of next year. Um, in the brand's 13-year history, this will be the very first time that the show will be airing on broadcast television. Of course, they were on the network, and then they were in other places. So, What are your thoughts on uh, NXT? Because now we know that Raw and SmackDown will both be on USA. Um, now NXT will be on the CW. What are your thoughts? Well, I, there's two sides to this that I have. One is a bit of a, a little bit of a rest in peace to the CW mm-hmm. that this is, it's clearly a sign that they've gotten away from doing their own, you know, television shows. And they've, they've had some good stuff like right. all, you know, all the DC stuff, you know, flash and arrow. There's yep. a great show that they had called crazy ex-girlfriend and uh, Jane, the Virgin, which were they're excellent, excellent shows that are still, um on on streaming so i'm i'm a little sad um to see some of that go because it's just you know it's 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 just part of the way it is like some of those shows haven't been on for a long time anyway and so you know sports shows are 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 where it's at and that's where cw is going they have the the liv golf the live golf i think i read they're they're doing acc this year i don't know if that's just football or if it's basketball as well um, so they, there's there's a shift there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy for WWE to be on there because it's more homes than USA. It will be. I'm wondering if you'll see an increase in ratings because it's in more homes. Like theoretically, it should go up. I, I think it's like a seven million difference. So you might see an eight nine percent increase in ratings, all things being equal. Um, you can also might see it go down a little bit because anytime you change channels, people forget where mm-hmm. to look, um, right. see, see Rampage. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm I'm glad for them. Like I always say, like, whatever grows the industry is good is good for the industry. Easier to yeah. easier to follow, you know. Yeah. Like if you don't have cable, if you aren't into streaming, and you just have an antenna, which a lot of people do. Yeah. And I think, uh, I mean, it opens up, again, the CW kind of gets back into consciousness. WWE kind of spreads the wealth a little bit. Um, I, I, wanna, I want to um, I clarify 
Raw would not be staying on USA. We're not sure about that. We know for no. a fact in 2024, SmackDown is going to USA. Mm-hmm. NXT is going to CW. Now, uh, the future of Raw is currently uncertain, though, especially with stations awaiting the end of the NBA deals with ESPN yes. and Warner Discovery before likely deciding what to do with professional wrestling such as Raw, Dynamite, Collision, and Rampage. Our good friend Mr. Thurston spoke with uh, SE Scoops, and uh, this is where they thought it may go. And this is funny. FX. Yeah, I saw that too. by Disney. They could be a buyer. Certainly not going to fit on ESPN. No, I don't think not they want to sport on the deuce ESPN either. ESPN would never do that. No, ESPN Plus is a possibility, especially with the network and what they were able to give to the cock. Maybe something could be built together with UFC when those rights are up. I don't know. Uh, Brandon, our man BT, noted there are a lot of moving parts currently to the situation with companies aiming to buy and sell different networks. So it isn't clear where exactly Raw will end up, though with NXT leaving the USA Network, there is more wiggle room for Raw to remain. What are your thoughts on that, Steve? And could there be a possibility Raw would be on another night? That's definitely a possibility. Um, That's very unnerving. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would be terrified that, you know, they do AEW and some sort of WWE show on the same night. I would hate that. No, Absolutely enough of that. Hate it. Enough. Enough. Uh, but, yeah, maybe it would be on a Tuesday on USA or something like that. Um, I, well, I would think if it would stay on USA, it would stay on Monday nights. But there's also, like, you know, right now, you know, there, all these years going against Monday Night Football with a new network, maybe speaking of football, some guy from the Bears just did a kip up after a tackle. Pretty sweet. Um, it's about <laughs> the only thing they're going to do well today. Uh, <laughs> God, they're bad. They're uh, bad. Bad, bad, bad game for uh, bad game for for Amazon. And they've had a, they've had some decent games. Yeah, they have. They've had some decent games. There's a cheap better than one, last year. Last year, of course, they were garbage. Yeah, um, this might be the worst primetime game in years in terms of teams going one and seven and two and seven teams. And I mean, here's the other thing, too, Steve, on a side note. Yeah. Didn't everybody know that the, both these teams were going to. Well, let me rephrase that. I think we knew Carolina was. I'm sorry to rub some salt in the wound. No, oh, no, it's team, no one knew your team was going to be this bad, though. I, I knew I, Carolina but was I, be bad. The but. biggest projections I saw were seven or eight wins. Uh, you know, they weren't going to be. Over 500 after going three and 14. Uh, that is true. And at the moment, of course, uh, let's see. Panthers are up 10 6. Yeah, about 90 and, uh, seconds to go in the half. Guy in the Bears just dropped a four yard pass that was right in his hands and no one around him. <laughs> it's Fitting. good stuff. It's good stuff. good stuff. Looking ahead now, since Nate's not here, we have to, we of course have to. Now, Amazon's got a very nice game next. Um, Thursday night, Bengals Ravens. Yeah, that will be a good one. That's a fun. Bengals game. are coming around, and uh, Ravens are having Ravens a good year. That game will be at M and T Bank. Sta- Wait, is it now called Ravens Stadium? It's not called M and T Bank Stadium anymore. I've given up. Uh, I know I have any stadiums, any names. Yeah, I can't uh, believe that. I keep forgetting that the Steelers is now named after some fucking insurance company instead of Ketchup. Mm-hmm. It's fucking insane. Anyway, back to what you're saying. So. Yeah, if Nate was here, we'd be going down the history of ratings for CW shows. <laughs> yes. You'd be checking out. Now, let's see. Speaking of Orlando Woolridge, uh, what did TBS have in 1985 <laughs> on Friday nights? Listen, TBS did the game 
because John Sterling, current Yankee announcer, John Sterling did the game on TBS when Bird scored 50, was it 58 against the Hawks? Mm-hmm. In like 85 or 86. Bird Bird dropped like 58 or something. What did, uh, what did Reba do during, uh, how did she do during her last season when she hopped <laughs> over Reba. from uh, the WB? <laughs> what did the Kung Fu reboot do? I forgot there was a re. I thought forgot there was a reboot. Um, so I, I mean, I think any network that gets it would be stupid not to leave it on Monday. It's just a, I mean, it's just ingrained in the wrestling fans' consciousness. Do not put it on Wednesdays. It's a dumb idea. It mm-hmm. has nothing to do with Raw better than Dynamite. Or just don't do it. Why are you mind fucking us like this? Just let us watch our wrestling. Nobody cares anymore about ratings. And this is in 1997. Okay. Nobody cares. The, the, I'm sorry. I am so tired the, of people talking about ratings. Yes. I love you, Brandon. You're, you're, you're a OG from here on this show. And I love you to death. I don't, but that's his business. Like for Brandon, like, like, let me support what he's doing. Like something like a Meltzer or a Brandon or, you know, those right. are, they're in the business of studying wrestling when it's like, like you and me talk, like who cares? Like, as long as they're doing good enough to be on television and have money for all the companies. Because the other problem is, too, Steve, Raw, the deal with Hulu is either about to end or has ended. I think it has ended. So we can't get, we can't get, we can't get Raw the next day. And I think the gap on the cock is like six weeks. I think right now the most recent episode of Raw is like the, I don't know, second week of of October or something. I don't know. So don't make us have to, like, search for an episode. That's not fair to us. You may think that we're the bargaining chip of your little ratings game, but just don't. Let Dynamite have Wednesdays. Just let them have it. Nobody there, cares. Just let them somebody- choices of things to watch and we can use like you know like we tape on thursday nights so we can use this as an example when i i have the amazon stick downstairs in the basement where i record when i turn on on thursday nights i put the i'm not even a big nfl fan anymore but right right on the main page click here you get the game Uh, that's all i had to do is i pressed on and enter and i got the bears game that's it. Yep. Like, if you start doing things where you're going to, like, uh, there was the one rumor where, uh, it, you know, Raw might be two hours in FX and then switch to Hulu for the third hour. That's mm-hmm. dumb. Uh, that is one or the, dumb. Uh, do one or the other. <laughs> or simulcast it on both. Like, like um, I agree. Like they do sometimes with football and they'll do, like, I ABC agree. and ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. Don't make it harder for people to watch. Yeah, don't. You're all you're doing is punishing us. Yeah, and again, going back to us? you need us. Going back to you AEW with Rampage, and yep. how much that show struggled after with being on Friday night and having to move for the NCAA tournament so much, and then for the NBA playoffs, the show was doing okay. And then once that started happening, and they were moving nights, and then they had to go on at five o'clock and. Then that's when they started that big plunge um, that they're just now starting to get get um, out of because right. um, they're actually like making it a show worth watching now. It's all that's ultimately 
that's ultimately AEW's problem is they're they're on a network that is flush with sports. Mm-hmm. That's their problem. But we'll talk about it. That that's that, we're, we're, right now. It's WWE's issue we're thinking of. AEW has their own set of problems involving television, which we'll get to another day when they're close to. They're not really on the chopping block at the moment. Um, but we will talk about them in a minute and something dumb they did last night on Dynamite. But we'll get into that. So we'll see what happens. Where Raw would go if USA didn't want to keep them. Um, you know, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Uh, but the big news, of course, NXT will be on uh, the CW. Instead of another wrestling network, a wrestling company, which we'll we'll talk about them in a minute. Um, speaking of the rate of the uh, earnings call. Speaking of um, the earnings call that uh, um, which was yesterday or earlier, was uh, it Wednesday it was or Thursday? Look, I was looking for the article. Okay. Sorry, I found it. Okay, and because there's so, breaking news um, regarding that too. After we go over that, okay. So Vince McMahon's return to WWE to facilitate a sale to Endeavor. This is Cultaholic. Was not going to come without its own unique set of problems. Now the sale is going through. And WWE and UFC are together, and they are TKO Holdings. Vince's position within the new company has been routinely scrutinized, and new SEC filings by TKO giving an insight into how McMahon is viewed within the corporation. Uh, from TKO. The latest SEC filings by TKO have McMahon listed as a risk factor, (laughs) a detail that was not present during the last SEC filings two months ago. These new risk factors admit that McMahon's position as executive chairman of TKO's board could have adverse effects in terms of negative publicity and potential earnings losses. The special committee of independent members of WWE's board of directors investigation into allegations of misconduct by Mr. McMahon and any further allegations and investigations may have an adverse financial and operational impact on our business performance. On June 17th, I'm not reading this whole thing. Boopity boppity, boopity boopity, bip, bip, bip. It's a whole bunch of gobbledygook. Mr. McMahon's membership on our board could have adverse financial and operational impacts on our business. That's a big, that's a big sentence. Yes. And within the last couple hours, mm-hmm. um, news has come out that Vince McMahon is selling $700 million of his stock in TKO. Um, wow. That came right about at the end of, uh, let's see, 2 o'clock Eastern to 5 o'clock Eastern is when it was announced. Um, and the TKO stock dropped 5% after that happened. Um, T- TKO is going to buy back a hundred million of that seven hundred million. So that seven hundred million is twenty five percent of what he currently owns. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember how much he has already. What percentage he had in the company was it at like ten or something like that, somewhere around there? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what? What I don't like. I this is what I one of the many things I don't understand about billionaires. What are they doing with all this money? When I mean Vince McMahon doesn't have long to live, so he just cashed out seven hundred million dollars. You can't take it with you. Like, what are you doing with all this money? 
I know. It's the it's same. It's not just Vince McMahon. I'm not like being like, oh, Vince McMahon. I don't like it. Like, anybody. Bezos, you know, uh, you Musk. know, uh, Buffett, uh, Musk. you know. Yeah. 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 What are you doing? <laughs> Catching up $700 million. Like, if you gave me $700 million, I'd like, frick, I would fund like every single one of my friends, <laughs> you know, lives and still have 600 million left over. I know. And I wouldn't know what to do with it there either. No, no. It's just like, here you go, Scott. Here's a million. Do what you want. <laughs> and still, it's still, still have 699 million. It's incredible. Like when you think of it at that big of a scale, a scale, what you could do with that money and how for them, it's just like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just gonna sell my my stock and mm. uh, yeah. It's, I feel like when this was finalized, and I was trying to look it up, that there was similar language in the agreement, not not as many sentences and paragraphs as this time around, but that there was something like one liability was possible payouts that they were going to have to make. Uh, you know, for Vince McMahon and that so far he has already paid all of them, but the worry right. was, you know, future lawsuits and, uh, and the like. Um, so, but this is, you know, this is being picked up by more news outlets and not just wrestling news outlets. And then, you know, sure enough, three days, two days later, after the fact, uh, he's selling a quarter of his, of his stocks in the company. Either he doesn't have, power in this company he doesn't it, it, he's in a position he is not used to whereas before he owned both sets of stock he pretty much had every single decision got to go through him which is why he was able to force his way back on the board to begin with right uh, but they can easily push him out he very easily yeah definitely and uh I guess he just wanted to cash out. Yeah. I guess the power. I guess he thought he could still run the shows and stuff, and uh, he can't. Nope. It is it is clear that Ari Emanuel loves Triple H and wants him to run the company because he's probably better suited to handle the current wrestling climate. They like Nick Khan because he's the money he's the money guy and he's got a vision as well. And uh, and then you got Dana on the other side. Dana's Dana. So I think right now everything is kind of in its current place, you know. So Vince is just kind of being pushed out, and now it's the time to just uh, take whatever billions of dollars you somehow have and um, <laughs> do something with it, sleep with it, bathe in it. I don't know. I don't know. That's a, like I said this before on the show. But I really want to see, I would love to see what his daily life is like now when he's not like running these shows. I'm sure he's still in contact with like stuff, but like what's yeah. the relationship like with him and Shane? And like you don't see Vince going to uh, Shane's kids football games or anything like that. No. Uh, like what's the relationship like with Vince and Stephanie? After that stuff all went down with the board and all the his uh, extracurricular activities, sexual harassment and assault stuff came out. 
because um, you don't hear much from Stephanie anymore either, which is fine. It, it's <laughs> she's grown up to learn a lot of stuff. I, I I'm happy if she's decided to go home and and uh, and be mom. Yeah, I'd be happy if and Triple I, H did that. I have nothing against Triple H. If he decided, you know what, screw this, this is too much. I'm just, I've made a ton of money. I've had my moment in the sun. I'm going to go home with my and uh, take care of my kids. I heard rumors about their relationship. Um, I don't care to get into them unless there's, you know, you know, reality of it. Right. But yeah, if they wanted to walk away and be like, screw this, this is crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, uh, Steph, I, I think I think Vince is clearly kind of ostracized right now, and mm-hmm. I think the family is not uh, there. There's not a good thing going there. Um, I'm curious if Ari Emanuel has reached out to Stephanie, um, or Nick Khan has reached out to Stephanie. Uh, so I don't know. These are weird people. Yeah, people <laughs> are really are. strange. People with money are strange. Yeah. It is true. Um, let's. Uh, Did you any... watch Crown Jewel? I watched a little of Crown Jewel. We're going to talk about Crown Jewel now. Yeah. Um, there's one other story I wanted to get into. Uh, um, oh. They did announce the uh, WrestleMania 40 Weeks events, but it's all the mm. stuff everybody knows. Yeah, SmackDown, there's... SmackDown, and uh, the Hall of Fame Friday night, um, uh, stand and deliver Saturday afternoon, and then night one and night two, and then Raw Monday. So nothing, nothing you didn't already know. That was a big, that was an announcement. Yep, you do. Um, listen to this. So we all know it's before WrestleMania though. WWE set to host their first major premium live event with Australia, of course, Elimination Chamber for Perth. In Optus Stadium on February 24th. Tickets for the show are set to go on general sale today, if you're listening to this uh, on Friday, today at 10 a.m. Australia time, which I think us is like 2 in the morning. Um, for UK fans looking to travel for the big event, there are many flight options from the UK to Perth for all for our UK listeners. Uh, Quant- uh, Qantas running daily flights from London. Uh, wow, that's going to be a long flight. It does. Uh, it's probably a, sh- I bet you it's a shorter flight if we're like, say in LA, mm-hmm. um, Perth's Optus stadium has a capacity of between 60 and 65,000, 60,000, 65,000, uh, with elimination chamber being the latest international event, of course, crown jewels and the superstars and all that crap, of course, clash at the castle, money in the bank, uh, backlash. And of course, next August. Uh, Steve, um, uh, the end of August of 2024, we will have, uh, what, what are they calling it? Bash, bash at Berlin. Yeah. Bash in Berlin. That and then the other is room- not a good name. No, <laughs> there's, there's too much there. People <laughs> it's, it's, a sh- you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's unfortunate too, Steve. And, um, that <laughs> Germany just has such a past where adjectives have to be so picky. It's a shame. Um, but yeah, crappy name. Um, and of course, uh, there is a rumor that backlash after WrestleMania 40 will be in Paris. So I feel like, I feel like 
And I said this, uh, I think I said this to, did I say this on a past episode? I think I said on the last episode of our show, and I think I said it to Dr. G too, that WWE is almost trying to broker out the secondary pay-per-views to other countries, whereas we domestically will um, just have the big ones. Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. That's what it seems like. Might be wrong, just saying. So I wanted to bring that up. Um, yeah. I love it. So, I, I like it a lot. I um, I think I said last time or the time before that I hope they just don't repeat every year at the same places, but to mix it yeah, up. Yeah, you did say makes, that. So we, we must have talked about it in the yeah, last show. It makes it like, I'm a huge fan of it. Um, another note, another story. Fans will have noticed an increased featuring of sponsors throughout WWE's events in the last couple of years. <laughs> yeah. Of course. Uh, so something we'll talk about at Crown Jewel. Yeah, we were wrestling. We've had shows where we're wrestling cereal and shitty drinks and other stuff. Um, Mike's Hard Lemonade, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, the Pope's Exorcist movie, which is terrible. Uh, elsewhere, WWE shows Mountain Dew and Pizza Hut. Ari Emanuel is the man at the head of the current merger, and it was asked at the third quarter earnings about the prospect of WWE taking the approach of USC when it comes to maximizing the use of sponsors at their events. Um I am not a fan of putting stuff on the mat. I hate that. It looks trashy. Didn't like it during Nitro, during the WCW years. The one time Vince did it, and I didn't like it, was WrestleMania 12. And notice he never did it again. I don't mind the apron, and I don't mind, like, the the barricades. I do not like the uh, the canvas. Looks cheap. I'm somewhat okay with it if it's kind of, like, in the corners. Um, I don't like it when it's right smack in the middle. Um, I also don't mind the turnbuckles. I don't mind the turnbuckles. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the Cinnamon up. Toast Crunch one was the one that cracked me up because it was just too much. Uh, I think it was a Rey Mysterio mask, and, and it was it was overload on the senses because it was in right. on all those screens around the um, guardrail. It was on the – I think it was on the mat – but then, like, the big Tron had the giant Cinnamon Toast Crunch logo for the whole thing. And just the colors popping all over the place. It was just, it was just, it was too much. It was too busy. Um, it's a great way to make money. And that's one of the reasons why they're doing these other countries. Because the countries will will pay them money. Um, mm. but it, do you remember, uh, uh, there's some great stories that I've been seeing in sports about this, too. Remember when uh, Brock had a fight to keep his Jimmy John's logo when he came back from UFC? Uh, so mm-hmm. he had like he would and uh, you know Vince wouldn't let anybody uh, else do that. Like I know that Punk had said for a while that he had some sort of sponsor that wanted to uh, you know advertise for him, and Vince wouldn't let it. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this. I'm sorry. This Barry's game insane. They're not even. It's just all Jason Kelsey. That's all they're doing uh, for the entire second quarter. Has just been talking to Jason Kelsey, and now the <laughs> halftime show is Jason Kelsey, and trying to get him to talk about Travis and Taylor. His brother uh, is not in Argentina right now. No, that is. The yeah, that's what they asked him. They asked him that in the middle of the game. They the game was going on, and they were just had a shot of the booth, and they're like, "So, is your brother in Argentina?" And he's like, "I don't." He's like, leave me alone. No, I don't know. 
anyway. Uh, yeah, like with it's just interesting that they've gone from uh, no wrestlers can't have any of this stuff to uh, and both companies do this too. Not saying AEW, not they have their fight nights or not fight night. Um, their FanDuel stuff on the mats, and they have a street fight coming up that's in uh, correlation with a big video game release, and they uh, on the NXT versus AEW week a couple of weeks back. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was sponsored by Rick and Morty because I think the season premiere was on that. So that's why they had like 40 minutes, the first 40 minutes commercial free. Um, so it's both companies do it. Um, I, it just that stuff cracks me up because for years and years, it's like, no, you can't have uh, logos on jerseys of advertisements. Um, did you see the guy that got the hockey player that got busted for gambling and is suspended for half a year and uh, and the team on the jerseys advertises for a a betting site yeah like on the helmets and stuff (laughs) like hello well we've all we've all bitched uh, us jersey junkies have bitched for years now about the the just the horrific uh patches on baseball jerseys and and such so yeah frustrating very frustrating um so crown jewel uh I heard I watched some of it. wasn't bad. Um, uh, both Seth and uh, Roman retained. No yeah. shock. In fact, everybody retained. Nobody, no belt. Well, one belt changed, which I'm I not in love that. with. And that's Logan Paul as your new United States champion. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I, I didn't think Ray needed it at all. I, it's the same thing, right? Like Logan Paul then brings. Uh, views to the product, right? They want it to be more mainstream. Right. If you watch the Pat McAfee show, um, I had that on the other day when uh, I was home with my kid who was sick, and you know he has like WWE stuff in in front of him. So it's um, yeah, I, I get the idea behind it. It just I, it would be. I, I don't know how often he's going to be on. You already right. have that part time guy with Roman Reigns who's not really around much. Um, so now. You have, you know, Logan Paul doing it. Um, Gunther, it was, came out that he can't go for six months to any of the other countries because he's working on his citizenship. Right. So, so yeah, it is what it is. I, I ended up watching the the Sammy match, um, the pre-show, because um, he gets that huge crowd pop now that he, he goes over to Saudi Arabia, and I know it means so much to him. And then I watched the, the Seth uh, Drew McIntyre match, which I thought was pretty good. I, I didn't think it was fantastic. Um, the thing that really annoyed me with this show, and I was going to come back to it, but um, the commercials. Oh, my God, the commercials. And it was worse this time because uh, there's so much of the Saudi type of propaganda. They're doing, like, commercials for the Saudi airlines. Like, what? What? <laughs> what do we need this for? Uh, but I, I had texted you as I was mm-hmm. wa- I was watching live. I was doing some paperwork, and um, I just right. might as well put this on. It's a, you know right in the morning. I kind of like the the early start, and I saw that Sammy match, and then they did your typical ten minutes of, you know, last ten minutes of the pre-show where they show you the video packages, which totally get. The show started. I'm like, man, this is taking forever. Fourteen minutes was when the first bell rang. 14 minutes 
And only two of it was like them walking, like um, Seth and Drew walking out. It was 12 minutes of video packages, uh, commercials, you know, doing, you know, doing all the crowd stuff. And here's Saudi Arabia. And isn't this great? And then after that match, I was, I don't even remember what the next match was. Because it just kept going and going and going like, I got I got stuff to do. I mean, I can come back to it. I, I don't know the point of watching it live. And I think if I was at that show live, I would go insane. Just because there's AEW is the opposite. I've been to a ton of pay-per-views for AEW where it's just like, like I don't know when to go pee. Right. <laughs> I don't like, I need to pee. Oh, here's another great match coming up that I want to see. It's, it's almost a reverse, like, give stuff time to breathe so we can go get our, uh, you know, our hot dog. Like, they must, at AEW pay-per-views, they must make no money whatsoever on food because no one wants to miss something. Right. Uh, but it, it, it's just something that I've noticed, and I brought up here before, too, but it just seemed worse than usual, where they've been spending so much time in between matches with commercials. And maybe it's a Peacock thing. Maybe it's a shift with this looking for more money from sponsors, giving that more time to happen. I don't know what it is. I, I just don't like it. I, but I also don't watch many pay-per-views at all, uh, including AEW Live. So if I want to go back and watch Crown Jewel, I know that I can fast forward through quite a lot of stuff to just yeah. see the matches, which is what I want to see. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's, you know, it's the middle of the day and a Saturday you know. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like a, so yes. the Chiefs the the Chiefs Dolphins game on on Sunday morning in Germany, so it's on at eight thirty in the morning. That was I yeah. love. Yep, and we're getting that again this Sunday with uh, Colts and Pats. Uh, so Seth beat Drew. That was the opener. Then Rhea retained the women's world title against Nia Jax, Raquel yeah. Gonzalez, or Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna, and Zoe Stark. And now Rhea and Zoe will go one on one at Survivor Series. Uh, Solo Sokoa beat. What's that? I'm sorry. Little surprising. Uh, With yes, Zoe, uh, I you know, too. A fairly big pay per view. Yeah, I. This might be the sh- the show that I have to be sold on her. I liked her as Trish Stratus's, you know, little second, but I she needs to sell me on being the next thing. You mm-hmm. know, I think she's a good worker, but I need more than that. So I got I got to see how that'll play out at Survivor Series if she can build that Chicago crowd. Um. In that match. Uh, This next match proved that the SAG-AFTRA strike is over because Solo Sokoa gave John Cena 304 (laughs) uh, spikes. (laughs) Yeah, that's very weird. It was, but it's because he's not coming back because the strike's over. Yeah, Um, but still, the the way to do it. I know. Just... Um, And, of course, Logan Paul won the U.S. title. EO Sky retained the the WWE women's title. Against Bianca. Cody Rhodes beat Damian Priest. That's a big move. And, of mm-hmm. course, Roman, Roman Reigns beat Ellie Knight. Um, speaking of, uh, with the SAG-AFTRA strike now, well, tentatively over, not perfectly over, tentatively over, uh, the big rumor now is that no Cena, no Rock for Mania, because now they've got to do their regular yeah. jobs. Now we're back to finally having the story finished at wrestlemania and cody will finally beat roman do we feel that we're back on that path yeah um yeah unfortunately um it's just like 
I don't know. It just doesn't feel like it means anything anymore. Probably not, but I think Cody's just going to win it anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but maybe they should have done an L.A. I don't know. It seemed it would have seemed very quick, but I mean, he was hurt. So anyway, yeah. not yeah, a bad I feel like they've done it already at, at Mania, but... Yeah. Solid, if unspectacular. Uh, so now we move on to Survivor Series. Cody's on the cover, looking like uh, the stalker. Um, one of his dad's best friends, Barry Windham. Um, and then after that is a show I will be at, which is NXT Deadline, which is Saturday night, December 9th, from about half an hour away the Total Mortgage Arena in Bridgeport. Um, I was there for the last NXT show um, uh, that was in the state, and that was uh, TakeOver uh, TakeOver 25, Hmm. which was, excuse me, wow, I couldn't hold that in. Who needs a mute button? Um, Nah. Listen, I've had to deal with with Rosero's allergies for 14 years, so (laughs) I think one sneeze isn't going to kill anybody. Um, uh, The last time NXT was in Bridgeport, I was at that show as well, uh, Mr. Willie. That was TakeOver 25 on my birthday, June 1st of 2019. That was when Adam Cole, Bebe, beat Johnny G to win the NXT title. That was was the first time I'd ever been at two straight NXT shows because that previous – the previous show was TakeOver Brooklyn – on uh, Mania Weekend when uh, Johnny uh, retained the title in a fantastic match. Uh, that match in Bridgeport was good as well. What was the rest of that show? I think uh, Walter won the – did Walter win the UK title that night? Let me go back to that show. I think he did. Let me look here. Um, here was the card. The dark matches. Keith Lee beat Kona Reeves. And Mia, Mia Yim beat Bianca Belair in a dark match. And then Keith Lee and Mia Yim went on their first date right after. Uh, <laughs> Matt Riddle beat Roddy Strong. Street Profits won. Yes, I remember the Street Profits winning the tag titles because um, uh, because uh, we had we all got solo cups like falling from the ceiling or something. Um, Velveteen Dream, remember him? Mm, yes, I do. Uh, he beat Tyler Breeze to retain the North American title. Oh no, I'm thinking of I might be thinking of Takeover uh, Brooklyn about Walter. Hold on a minute. Uh, Shayna beat EO to retain the women's title. And then, yes, Adam Cole beat uh, Johnny G to become uh, NXT champion. That match was 31 minutes. I believe it was the previous show, TakeOver New York, I think, um, when uh, the Walter match happened. I saw that. That was Mania Weekend in Brooklyn. Uh, and, yes, Walter uh, defeated Pete Dunne uh, to win the UK, the WWE UK title. I was there for that show. John, that was Johnny and Cole in a two out of three falls, and Johnny Johnny uh, retained the title. Actually, it was vacant. Why was it vacant? Now I'm confused. Why was the main? Why was the world title vacant? Uh, Johnny after winning Takeover Phoenix, Bianca Belair. I'm trying to figure out why why was the why was the world title vacant? I'm confused. Um, yeah, I can't remember that. Oh, uh, 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 Champa got hurt. Okay. That's when, that's when Ciampa had his uh, his uh, neck surgery. Yeah, that's one of his many. Yeah. So, um, the men's and women's Iron Survivor Challenge matches, Dijak's in the men's match, 
Tiffany Stratton's in the women's match, and then there's a few more, and of course there'll be other matches as well. So I'll be uh, I'll be at that show. I mean, look uh, very much looking forward to it. Uh, all right, let's move on to uh, uh, promotion number two, which is of course AEW. The problem they have right now is the injury bug. Like everybody's mm-hmm. getting hurt. Adam Cole's hurt. John Moxley's hurt. Brian Danielson's face is mushed. <laughs> What's with all the injuries, Steve? Should they be finally amping down and kind of wrestling differently on television than on pay-per-view and not wrestling every match the same? What are your thoughts? I think some of it's like some of them like we talked about, like the call was a, a fluke, like stupid injury uh, from him jumping off, you know, he was just, like running and jumped off the ramp uh, to go into MJF's corner and he just stepped wrong. And mm-hmm. uh, like the... Danielson, uh, that happened in the match with Andrade, it turned out, because they were making it seem on the show that it was like Okada that did it. But I, when I went and watched that match, I watched it like a day later. He already had a nice uh, goose egg under his eye when that match started. Uh, and it was announced, by the way, that the two of them will have a rematch at Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. So that would be that would be pretty cool. Um, I'm assuming Okada. Okada will will win that one, but yeah, there is um, you know like um, Moxley. Moxley's back. He had that concussion, um, but he'll he'll be back. He's going against Orange Cassidy in a rematch on, um, for Full Gear. But yeah, there, there's like a lot of odds and ends going on. Phoenix, I think, was hurt. I I don't know when that was. Oh, God, this Bears game is so bad. <laughs> It's yeah, punt, 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 punt. Oh my God, poor Amazon, <laughs> poor Al Michaels. Everyone's criticizing him. Everyone's criticizing him for like sounding ambivalent to these games. Well, tonight, do you blame him? Um, no, um, yeah, it's well. Again, at least he gets he'll get an upgrade next week with Bengals and Ravens. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, I, I do think that it is a problem, but it's I the the. WWE, they're like Ricochet and um, I think is it, I can't remember the name of the other person from NXT who are now in the concussion protocol this week from their matches on Monday and Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I don't know, like, how much is it, is them taking better care of their athletes if they, you know, their their heads get knocked a little bit, giving them breaks for concussions? Is it, Yeah, I, I don't, like, it all depends on the type of wrestling, too. Like there's some of the wrestling that looks really stiff that actually isn't, you know, like your submission style wrestling. Right. Uh, the thing that injured that broke Danielson's arm, that was just a simple macho man elbow drop. Uh, you yeah. know, that was a total freak thing. So, yeah. So it's. I don't know. There, There is. There is that bug and uh, it, you it, it's difficult to do long term booking. You have to be adept at, um, you know, changing your, change, changing your, uh, your booking, uh, uh, quickly in these cases, and it's part of the sport. It's just like it's part of any sport. Mm. Yeah, I do. I do crack up when you hear like, oh, in football, like this team's got injury problems. Yeah, everybody has injury problems this time of the year. <laughs> it's football. Yeah. So. And it's, you know, it's causing some, uh, you know, having to make some booking decisions or put them on hold. 
I have to say, though, I am in favor of I like that they've kind of had to pivot to this MJF Jay White match for full gear. I feel like uh, it's kind of old school booking, just kind of a natural progression and natural growing him carrying the belt around the whole golden, the gold bullet club. And I think it's been pretty fine, but I understand. Um, you know, it's a lot of main, and it's all main event guys. You know, it's all it's all yeah. big time guys. You know, however, something happened on Dynamite last night that perplexed a lot of people. So Samoa Joe is defending the Ring of Honor Television Title against Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. He beats Keith Lee. Um. And he wins, and then he forfeits the ROH TV title, and wants a yeah. shot at the world title. So yeah, he's, it's yeah, I'm intrigued by it because it's it's different. Basically, Joe saying he's too good for the ring of honor tv title now and they kind of booked them tony like booked himself in a corner on that one where he's clearly above this belt he's already gone against mjf once he is in the main event storyline with mjf right now the question Uh, is like why didn't you think of this in advance um they didn't want to beat joe for the title could you have done a three-way match could you have done like joe versus keith lee versus shane taylor or something like that because joe and taylor had that awesome match at all out uh keith lee and taylor are feuding you could have put it on shane or you could have put it on keith lee and then had them feud um i it was it was strange um what if you're if he's gonna drop the belt if he's gonna for you know forfeit the title to go after bigger things why don't you say keith lee win yeah, well, I, that's why I said like a three-way, because if they want to have him be a credible threat and be one of the top top uh, guys in, on the program, they want to keep him strong by by not losing. Uh, Good point. So, like, yeah, like lose, maybe lose in a three-way. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. Uh, yeah, I, I saw somebody refer to it. Well, it's kind of like option C in TNA, you know, like basically trading in your belt for for a title shot, but it didn't come off the the best, but I don't think it's not going to hurt Joe at all. Joe's Joe is so great. Like even as he gets older, like he's just still such a monster and he's one of the people in both companies and both major companies. When he talks, you listen, like he seems, he seems real. He seems like a, like an Eddie Kingston type or, um, Trying to think of like a good WWE one that like like Roman Reigns, I would say, like when he talks, you listen. Right. Um, so I I get the idea that they wanted to switch him to more main event. Um, he's trying to tag with MJF because uh, MJF has all these people coming after him, and so it's like Joe's like, hey, I'll help you. You know, you're an Omi, but I'll I'll help you. I mean, there's yeah, there's just a lot of storylines involving MJF right now. So again, I get that they want him up in that, but also then if you know you want to do that, don't book yourself into that corner where you have to figure out a way because that belt is meaningless. 
that Ring of Honor TV belt means nothing. Like, I mean, the Ring of Honor title itself means nothing. <laughs> that doesn't mean much at that at this point. Um, that's probably the only one. Was it a mistake? Was it a mistake for Tony Khan to buy it? No, uh, I don't think it was a mistake to buy it. I, I don't. I, I think just by the sheer volume, of, like with Vince did with WCW, you know, so much of it was just having all of that um, video, all of that footage. Have, you know, to own all of that Ring of Honor footage. I don't think he's utilizing it the best. I honestly think, and like Andrew Reich jokes that he thinks I could do a better job with it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it's, there's just too much there. I, I wish he could have, you know, there's some rumors that came out today that uh, CW had also contacted Tony Khan last year about, having ring of honor on there. And it, it just, I think he wasn't ready for that. Right. But I don't think he made a mistake by buying it. I, I think that it needs to be a little bit more uh, thought out. Um, maybe just running it, how it used to be doing house shows. And then a few major uh, shows a year and just letting some of the younger people, um, some of the younger people, uh, get their their reps because right now all it is is dark it's just aew dark if you would look at the cards it, it's aew dark with a really good main event like uh this week's is eddie kingston and angelico which you know eddie kingston's gonna win but that's gonna be a great match yes um i don't know i feel like there's gonna be a point where <sighs> Maybe it gets cut. I don't know. Uh, eventually, there's going to have to be some kind of return. Because mm -hmm. if this had happened to WWE, they'd be getting vilified for ruining the greatest promotion of the last 20 years. No, it's, so It was bad before he took it over. It's, um, I, it's just, it is what it is. He's already made his money back from what he said, just from the pay-per-views. Mm -hmm. The um, selling the tickets and the pay per views that he's already made his money back on on the purchase. It just like, really I didn't hear that. I thought he was still struggling. Maybe I was wrong. Oh, but... he only bought it for like four million. So True. like like those the pay per views that he's done, the buys, and then the ticket sales for the shows, he's made it up already. Um, mm. They are doing final battle. You're not going to have to pay money to watch it now it will be included with that honor plus you won't have to wait like three months or whatever it was and pay the extra 30 dollars right. to watch it which i think right. is really smart because well i shouldn't say really smart it's what he should have done in the first place right um just something to think about like it just felt so throwaway what they did last night i don't i don't i gotta be honest i don't totally agree with it i think they should have yeah. rebooked it I get the whole Samoa Joe thing, but why don't you just give Keith Lee the 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 TV title? Absolutely, and something else. Or like I said, just do you know have Taylor, <laughs> Taylor Keith Lee. Like I said, I just thought of that as we were talking. That's perfect. Samoa Joe can lose either Lee pins Taylor or Taylor pins Lee. Um, then they have a big match at the pay per view. Oh, that's next month. Uh, the battle of the old teammates. Shane Taylor's always said that Keith Lee left them behind there's the built-in feud there uh, big hoss match 
it will be great. It would be meaty, mm. meaty men slapping meat, right? Uh, and there, I, you know, like one minute, I, I I figured out something to do with it where he doesn't have to just give it up. Right. You can uh, even have Joe destroy both of them after the match. Just get angry and beat the tar out of both of them because he lost. Um. Well, here's a quick story involving that. That, that the reason I brought it up because Brandon mentioned it in uh, the interview with SE Scoops that AEW itself may not be profitable overall. And there was talk on how as a company they could cut costs and raise profits. One source told SE Scoops that there are a, that there are a whole load of names signed to the promotion with 158 in-ring talents alone filling up an extensive roster per the official AEW roster page. The source noted that whilst they hoped it would not come to that, offloading some names could be a possibility, especially those who are less needed. It was said that Tony Khan doesn't have any interest in engaging in mass releases on the scale of WWE, though, although it might be one you might have want to do. Um, Ellie just left to, um, today, I believe, um, which is like one of those names that right. really hasn't been used. Well, she was injured for a while. Um but yeah, she's she's gone, and that's kind of been his thing. Like when contracts come up, maybe you don't renew some of the contracts. Mm. Another idea. Yeah. Another idea. Oh, so no, so what's it again? You can see what. Oh, I can see her going to right back to Impact. Probably. Um. Another idea floated in the pl- in, in the piece was axing ROH if needed. ROH currently airs on Honor Club rather than on any of the um, WBD or TV and doesn't get a whole load of attention. Travel costs were another area in which it has been said that AEW could cut down as their expenses reportedly exceed that of even WWE. Many more people from what I've heard fly first class in AEW than in WWE. Hey, good for them. <laughs> well, Steve, it's also not free. Yeah, well, <laughs> Uh, well, remember what we were talking about billionaires earlier on? That is true, <laughs> except there's not many of them in AW. Any event, yeah, something bad. to think about. Something to think about when it comes to uh, comes to shuttle. Um, and a reminder, as we mentioned, join us a week from today, next Friday, the seventeenth. We'll have a special episode of main event where we will simply preview uh, AEW Full Gear, which will be taking place a week from tomorrow at the Kia Forum. In Inglewood, yes, the, hor- the former home of my beloved Showtime. And uh, so we'll have that next week. Uh, we'll see who comes on. I kind of like this, uh, not knowing who the next guests are. I love the mystery. Anyway, we will have a show next week for that. Um, since obviously we'll be off Thanksgiving week. Um, what you and I have not talked about, uh, Steve Aloysius Willie, is... The rebrand on January 13th in Las Vegas, Nevada at Hard to Kill TNA returns. Do we see Bruce? The Johnsons? Oh, God. Incredibly great Vince Russo clean uh, clean cut family humor. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) I it did because I watched that show. I enjoyed it. The the pay per view. 
Yep. Uh, we talked about that last show. Yep. And I am more intrigued by TNA right now. I wish I could like have the energy to go back and watch the last couple of years, maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, like watch some of their, their bigger shows. Um, I'm intrigued about what it will look like. I hope it's just a change of, you know, image, you know, not, not a change in really what they're doing more. So just a change in, in branding. They want to go to bigger buildings now, um, go to more historic buildings, perhaps not even necessarily historic wrestling, but just like historic, uh, historic buildings in general. Uh, Cause they've been running really small places and it's, it's shown on their pay-per-view. It almost looked like it was on a sound stage, um, mm. you know, at some of these shows. So um, I'm not at first. My first thought when I saw it was like, oh, gross, really, you know, back to, you know, all the negative connotation that came with this. But there's a lot of there was a lot of positive feedback and a lot of people excited by it. Yeah, so I, I agree. Um, because we have to remember, too, Steve, TNA also, I know you, I mean, what we watched, what we did here on the show, and and we're going to get back to the TNA reviews. We are going to. No, I'm, I'm starting to get excited by it, actually. Yeah, we, we got to get back. I really to want it. to. Yeah, I do, too. Um, TNA reminds people of the later part of that decade. The Samoa mm-hmm. Joe, Kurt Angle, AJ Styles, you know, 2006, 2007, 2008. I mean, those were great years for TNA. Mm-hmm. You could argue that those years in TNA were better than in WWE. Um, and then of course, 2010, WWE was terrible, but unfortunately Bischoff and Hogan came and impact and TNA didn't do much better. Um, so I, I don't have a problem with it. I, I think I always thought naming your promotion and your main show, the same thing was fucking dumb. Yeah. So I, that was just my, my opinion. I'm okay with it. I like the term TNA. I think it's funny and people like it. People like it. People feel nostalgic for it um i do find it funny that that it's going to be a red and yellow logo what does that mean no brother no that's not happening um that won't happen <laughs> that would be that'd be pretty funny but i don't think it is so it's in, it's still technically impact wrestling until january 13th in las vegas when the first pay-per-view of 2024 happens hard to kill so there we go there turning point dropped uh, on the on Impact Plus this week, uh, that was taped uh, because, as you know, after um, uh, after Bound for Glory, um, they went to their first uh, uh, their first UK tour in quite a while, and they're big over there, Steve. You have to admit, oh yeah, they yeah they are big. They're big in um they're they big in the UK. Very and, infamous. Uh, four weeks that they had there a few years back when people thought they were going down and it, like some of the hottest crowds. Yeah. <laughs> that you'll, that you'll ever see for wrestling. Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was crazy. Um, so turning point was taped on the 27th. Um, uh, and aired on it's on impact plus right now. Uh, I think it dropped last Friday a week ago today. Um, Grado and Rhino defeated Ryan Richards and Mike DiVecchio. That was a pre-show. 
and Leon Slater defeated Mark Haskins to retain the North Wrestling Championship. I love Mark Haskins. He's a great I like Mark wrestler. Haskins. I like Mark Haskins, too. Uh, Eric Young and Josh Alexander defeated Subculture. Giselle Shaw defeated Alex Windsor. Rich Swan defeated Trey Miguel. Jordan Grace defeated Danny Luna. Joe Hendry defeated Simon Miller. Simon Miller is one of those wrestling internet guys from the UK. Uh, the most professional wrestling gods, which is uh, Brian Myers and Moose, actually defeated the uh, Motor City Machine Guns. Um, but uh, actually half the Motor City Machine Guns. Alex Shelley was supposed to team with Saban, but pulled out due to suffering an injury. Yeah, so he has Frankie an injury. K, yeah. Frankie K uh, kicked in. Trinity defeated Deanna Perrazzo. And with that match, Deanna Perrazzo cannot get a women's a knockouts title shot as long as Trinity is champion. And in the main event, 18 minutes, Will Ospreay, gentlemen we'll be speaking of in a few moments, defeated uh Eddie Edwards, which I heard was actually a pretty good match. So um uh so that was the turning point show and you could watch that on uh on Impact Plus. And then they did a couple of uh that was in Newcastle, I think. They did a house they did a taping it yeah it was they did a taping in, I think it was uh, Glasgow. Then they did this show, which was in Newcastle. And then I think they did tapings in Coventry, I think. Yeah, Coventry. Okay. So, so their next show is called Throwback Throwdown 4. <laughs> That's their comedy it, show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's it's the whole, like, making fun of the uh, their, their fake... Uh, Storyline the whole time, yeah, yeah. That is going to be uh, tomorrow, tomorrow night. If you're listening to this on Friday, tomorrow night at the Don Kozlov Arena in Mississauga, Ontario, and then Final Resolution uh, will be the last show of 2023. That'll be an Impact Plus show. You'll get that. You don't have to pay for that unless you have Impact Plus. If you have Impact Plus, you don't have to pay for it. And then, uh, so the, it looks like the four main pay per views you pay for for Impact like separately is hard to kill slam anniversary bound for glory and there's the fourth one which you can't think of off the top of my head there's a fourth one the rest are all impact pluses and fight specials which okay. if you have both of those don't cost you any extra so. throwback throwdown four so the next real show Will be uh, final resolution. Hard. Yeah, so, and then hard to kill, and then hard to kill will be the first big show of for the TNA era of twenty twenty four. Okay, uh, before we get to the last topic, I want I wanted to bring this up to you. I wanted your opinions, and again, uh, you'll hear more of the uh, of this of these stories from myself and Doctor G George Bellino this weekend on uh, the PTB weekend special. Um, so obviously, uh, NXT is going to the CW. Those talks were accelerated when <laughs> NWA made the biggest creative mistake of their lives at NWA Sawin, which was actually overall not a bad show. Um, when James Mitchell was doing bumps with a bunch of people at a table, I don't know who in that company thought that was fucking funny. Someone tells me, I know, I know, Billy's the last word. I get that. So I'm not, I'm, he's not held harmless. I have a feeling that was James Mitchell's idea. I don't know why. I just feel like it was. 
there's no doubt that he was involved in it somehow. Uh, I was telling Um, you before I was at the ECW show uh, waiting to go into the arena when an ambulance showed up because he was trying to figure out how to do a gimmick with fireworks and blew part of his hand off. Um, So that's the type of guy we're dealing with here. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's he's been good in the business. He's brought a lot of cool stuff. He's done a lot of cool stuff, but. um, But. Like why? Yeah. Why? Like what? What's like? What is the purpose of doing something like? That? Yeah, I I didn't get it. You're not I, like making it. money. That's not leading to a match. That's, um, you know, ECW did a lot of that stuff too. It's like we're doing well. And TNA, we just talked about like some of those shows we watched. Like, why? Like, like you think that's like a cool factor? Um. And and then just not thinking that, hey, we're really close to this TV deal. Maybe we should be on our best behavior. Yeah, because, I just didn't get it. Um, and then the the thing that kind of bothered me, too, was hearing that, you know, as this stuff is in danger of now being pulled and maybe just put on the CW app, which, I mean, no one's going to watch it then. There'll be less people watching that than YouTube. Yeah, pretty much. That part of the reason for the reality show was that uh billy corgan wanted to have uh his wedding be a part of it like the lead up to his own wedding which is just like wow talk about like money mark type stuff it's not even having to do with the wrestling it just so happens that the owner of the company is getting married and wants his uh, his wedding preparation to be televised. I just. Who's going to watch that? I, I, I don't get it. I haven't even watched the AEW all access. I didn't even watch that. There's I, just, I there's there. Well, we talk about this all every episode. There's so much wrestling to watch. Like even as an NWA fan, you're not going to be like, yeah, I'm going to, watch some kayfabe documentary of Billy Corgan getting married. Right. Very ridiculous. Very ridiculous. But um, Billy has apparently now talent's very frustrated. They say Billy is not, you know, the problem with Billy is, is he doesn't have the capital like a Vince McMahon or a Tony Khan, where he could just, or even a, well, Scott Demore really doesn't own the company; he just runs it. But he runs where, it. Yeah. Where he could just focus on that because that's the money he needs to do the Smashing Pumpkin tours and stuff because that's what's keeping him afloat. And he's got a big one coming up uh, next year. Uh, Green Day's got a huge, huge, huge concert tour, doing stadiums, and Smashing Pumpkins is going to be part of it. Yeah. So there's going to be months that he's not going to be available. And it's been a mess, and uh, Pat Kenny had a stroke, so he's not part oh, of the wow. process anymore. Nope, he's only dealing with talent relations. Um, he's doing something else which really, really pisses me off. He's testing people for their loyalty. He makes new talent that comes in hot. He has them lose matches in the beginning to see how they react to it. I, I mean, what the stuff. fuck? I hate that stuff. Like, what does that even mean, loyalty? Like, Yeah. I am trying so hard to keep doing this amazing show that Dr. G and I do. 
And now mm-hmm. Billy's almost making us not want to do it anymore and do something else. I'm trying hard, Steve. Well, then you can also, that can, you can see people who then end up, like when we're watching our old TNA shows, half mm-hmm. of it is making fun of it, right? And just like right. seeing how bad it can get. But then all of a sudden you see, wow, we've just seen 16 straight weeks of like the most amazing Jerry Lynn matches. And right. you find these like diamonds in the rough, like, you know, yep. like your gal, your gal Camille, like yeah, God, still that. there. Yep. For how long? I don't know. Um, anyway, I wanted your opinion. Uh, Dr. G and I will, will give ours uh, over the weekend on the, on the weekend special, which will drop on Sunday morning here on the PTB Wrestling Network. All right. Our last topic tonight is is a open ended broad brush kind of discussion. The best part about AEW being in, in existence, Steve Willie, is now it's almost like wrestling has free agents. Now they can float around and look for the best deal. They leave a small market team and now can sign with the Yankees or the Dodgers or the Mets or the Red Sox or the Cubs. Well, maybe not the Cubs. Um, but no, definitely the Cubs. Because Cubs are worth more than people think they are. Oh, yeah. They got a new manager. Yes, that they stole from the Brewers. and He wasn't under contract. Dave Milwaukee Brewers didn't sign him. They let him go. They f- Who, David Ross? They didn't fire him? Oh, no, they, they let David Ross go. But the uh, Craig Council wasn't under contract. His contract no, expired. They, when did they tell David Ross that he wasn't coming back, though? Uh, the day before they announced. Yeah, I mean, that's... It was bad. It was it was not good. No. Uh, they uh, at least right. flew like down Mendoza. to Florida to tell him to his face, but... Uh, yeah. I actually like Mendoza. I'm a, I'm looking forward to... That's to good. Seeing what he does for the Mets. I think that's a good pick for us. Anyway. Um, but now wrestling, we have it. Uh, the biggest free agent in 2025 is going to be MJF. But the biggest free agent in 2024 is Will Ospreay. His time in New Japan is coming to an end as a individual talent so that begs the question what does the future hold for him in 2024 and beyond let's talk about that steve willie um he just wrestled for impact uh, not for impact he wrestled at impact shows he wrestled at bound for glory and as i mentioned at turning point but one shots are different you could pay him 1500 bucks or two grand whatever it probably was 2500 something like that but will osprey to this point steve needs to like look for the big moment the big Mm -hmm. bank the big will is 30 yep he's right in that moment now (gasps) oh Whoever signs him, can he be Neo Britannico? That'd be a great name again to use. <laughs> Did you know he had that name? No. Neo, he, he's he's gone under the ring names Jason Arlem, or Artem, Dark Britannico, and Neo Britannico. His real name is his real name is uh oh his real name is William Peter Charles Osprey. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought I thought well, Osprey wasn't anyway. So he does use his real name. He's thirty, so he's right in that moment. He debuted. On April 1st, 2012. His resume speaks for itself. Uh, He's the current 
IWGP US slash UK heavyweight title. They kind of dumped that that belt, I guess, at this point. Yeah, they, um, they're going to rebrand it. Yeah, former he's the former, obviously, IWGP world heavyweight title, which he had to forfeit due to injury, so he technically didn't lose it. Um, he won the New Japan Cup. He's won the G1 Climax. Did he ever win the G1? No, maybe he didn't. Um, no. He did win two of the best of the Super Juniors, 2016 and 2019. Um, and now he's arguably one of the two or three best in the world. Yeah, he's my wrestler of the year for the year. There's no doubt in my mind. He just had another, like, unbelievable match against young Shota Umino this past weekend that I haven't seen yet, but it's already got a 9.53 on on a on cage match, match, which is unreal. That is That's unreal. unreal high. Of course, he was in progress for seven years. He also worked on the indie circuit in the UK. He wrestled for Revolu- Rev Pro. He still works wrestles for Rev Pro. Yeah. Um, you know, bounces around. Of course, he started in 2016 in New Japan. He won the junior heavyweight title in 2016. Um, obviously transitioned into the to the big time. He's part of United Empire. The guy's a stud. I think we're safe to say he's fucking stud. Um, of course, he wrestled for AEW briefly. Match here, match there. Stars. Yeah. Yep. Same thing with Impact. Um, I mean, if I were him personally, I know what I would do. I would, well, I would do one of two things. He's been diagnosed with autism. Did you know that? That's not, no, that, that that's really not surprising, actually. <laughs> and ADHD. Yeah, that's interesting. Maybe he'll need you to be his personal, you could be his manager. Um, imagine Steve. Be, I've talked to him before. Talking for him. Be pretty great. Um, in 2021, he was number seven on the PWI 100. What do we have him as this year? He was too low. Um, I don't even know if he was in the top 10. That's, I remember that's, that was one that I was like, crazy. what the heck? Do you think he gets punished for being a bouncy bounce? Um, maybe punished for being New Japan and being like an American in New Japan, or not American, but like a foreigner in New Japan. Like Vader? Yeah. Yeah, like, um, that's true. That that's bullshit. No one has had no one has had better matches than him this year. Yeah, no. I mean, even in God, like just in October alone, had the um, let me just go. Yeah, like just in October alone, he had a match on AEW, which was Jericho Omega and Kota Bushi versus he. Takeshita and Sammy Guevara. Then he went back to Japan and had the uh, match with um, Saber. Actually, that was in England, but it was for a New Japan show. That mm-hmm. Meltzer gave five and a half stars, and it was 9.33 on cage match. Then the next week, he had that match with Bailey on Impact, the pay-per-view, which was, again, unreal. Um, he had the, And then he had on the 27th at that house show... Uh, the match with Edwards, it's getting rave reviews. That's just in one month. He had those four matches and then had this other match just on the on the 4th of November versus Umino that I haven't seen yet. That's getting rave reviews, too. Like, most people don't have those kind of matches in a couple of years. Um, if, if I were him, I would do one of two things. Either I would just find one place to stay um, 
and just wrestle like, you know, every couple weeks or something like that to save, save, save your body a little bit. Mm -hmm. Or I would go all in, no pun intended, um, join AEW, but you're, he's a big enough guy. I think that he'll, he would be able to, with AEW, do something like Moxley does. Where Moxley will work uh, Sammy Callahan's promotion because they're longtime friends. They came up together. Um, and he'll do some New Japan strong stuff. Like be that guy who I'm I'm centered in AEW, but I'm gonna go in and do like an impact pay-per-view and 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 then I'm gonna go to Europe and do a couple shows there. Then maybe I'll do a, a one-off in Japan and just make that money. Because he's he said himself that, especially with his early career stuff that he did, where he really did some terrible stuff to his body, taking a lot of chances, um, mm-hmm. that he knows that he doesn't have long to wrestle. And if, you know, like you said, he has autism and ADHD, and I'm not saying that's a death sentence by any means, but when all you've done is wrestle, you know, it's not going to uh, be easy to transition. Like Like someone like Brian Danielson... He's going to retire. He probably won't work again, but he could probably get a job doing a lot of different things. He's a very smart guy. Um, he's got a lot of gifts. Um, I, I think Osprey might have a little bit more more trouble than that. Uh, so I, I, I think like make that money. If you know you only have a few years left that you're going to be able to wrestle at this level and, right. and hop around while you can and while you're still 30. Um, and like I said, he like I said earlier, he has adjusted his style for the last couple of years where he's not doing these ridiculous like flips off the top rope crashing and burning on the floor um he's doing a lot more um i wouldn't say basic like he's hard hitting um, but he doesn't really do anything crazy to himself I, i would say like if he he's not like a like a lucha guy who's landing on the back of his neck or anything like that he used to be he used to be landing on his neck all the time. Mm. I'm looking at the we're talking about awards, too. And, and you know, he's never been number one in, on the PWI. I'm looking at Dave's awards. Wrestler of the year. In the last. When do you think he became like Will 2017? Um, let me check real quick. Um. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, when yeah, he, he really yeah. came out around that time where people started knowing and seeing more who he was because um, he started. I saw, yeah, 16, um, like 18, I would say. 2018, I would say, was when he first started being more known. And then 19 is when he started really picking up in New Japan full time. Mm. All right. So. That's kind of his his kind of switch of he started slowly switching to like who he is now. Right. So. In the last. Since 2017, here's who Dave has won, has had for I know it's the fans. Yeah, it's his readers that vote for that. Yep. This perplexes me, though. 2017, they voted for Okada. 2018, they voted for Kenny. 2019. They voted for um, Jericho, which I thought was fucking ridiculous. That is weird. 2020 for Mox, 2021 for Kenny, and 2022 for Mox. 
You're telling me that none of those, like the fans in any of those last four years, I think Will wrestled circles around all three of those guys, to be quite honest with you. Well, and here's, I mean, it's interesting that you say that because, you know, I didn't know, I don't really follow those that much, but, you know, Dave's readers are criticized for being all about like, oh, they're all the hardcore fans and stuff like that. Well, clearly they're not. In in this case, if they're voting for, you know, Mox is pretty, like, darn mainstream. Now, <laughs> here's the, now, this I didn't realize. There's another award called Most Outstanding Wrestler. In that I, one, Will has won twice. Okay. 2019 and last year. And if I remember correctly, because I bought a few of his almanacs that someone put together, like, all of, they're really cool. You, you would like them. But, mm-hmm. um. It has all the awards in the back. And if I remember correctly, Outstanding Wrestler is more for, like, your in-the-ring work. Whereas, like, the uh, like the one that's in, like, Moxley one, it's for everything. It's, like, a combination of, of the both. And then they have, like, a technical wrestling award, which is more like a, like, Danielson or Zack Sabre um, type stuff. Um... So it's funny that most outstanding wrestler and wrestler of the year are two different things. Yeah. Uh, last year they voted tag team of the year. I bet you it's MG, it's it's FTR. No surprise. Yeah, there. it's got to be FTR. Uh, best on interviews. Not a. I mean, Will's not a not a talker per se. No. No, MJF's got it the last two years. Promotion of the year. Uh, AW's won the last three years. No fucking shock. After New Japan won it. Uh, for. Eight straight years. Mm-hmm. WWE has not won since 2000, incidentally. Um, best. And they won. They're always. I'm sure that AEW got some worst promotion of the year votes, too. I mean, uh, all to. Yeah. Like, the, it, it's different. Like, if you, like, look at the, the Observer, like, way back in the day, like, they would have. They were the people who voted, like, all Japan for the, the best. Yep. Um, Dynamite's won best show the last four years. Maybe the first two years, but definitely not the last two years. Uh, their vote for match of the year. Um, has Will been in any of those? Uh, the answer is yes. Last year. Okay. Last he's, year. What's that? I was going to say he's got like four potential this year. Well, he could like sweep the whole thing. I know. His, he's done it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, him and Takagi in 2019 at Best of the Super Juniors final. Okay. Yep. And then last year, him and KO in the finals of the uh, G1. Mm-hmm. And I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. Something of his will win matches. It's either going to be, it'll probably be one of the Kenny matches just because more people have seen that. Um, I need to go back and watch the first one, but the match he had with Naito at the G1, uh, even though I knew who won, I popped out of my chair, like cheering two or three times. And it takes a lot for me to do that when I already know the result of the match. Um, what about him and uh, Speedball? Yeah, that was a great match, too. It wasn't like match of the year, but I loved it. And mm-hmm. I didn't know who was going to win that match. I figured it was going to be Osprey. But that, mm-hmm. that it's, it's like he, he honestly can't have a bad match right now. Every match he's in is at least good. Yeah, no, totally. I'm looking for the, I'm going down the awards and looking for the crappy. 
Did he win best technical wrestler? No, probably not. Because he's he's just more like strikes, and uh, he's put on a lot of weight than what he used to be. He's a legitimate heavyweight now. He's probably yeah. like two ten. Danielson won best technical wrestler eight years in a row. Yeah, and they renamed the award Zach, after him. Your boy Zach won it seven years in a row. Mm-hmm. And now Danielson's won it again the last two years. The best brawler's named after Bruiser Brody. And, of course, they gave that to Moxley. There's no WWE guys here at all. This is garbage. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, that, oh, wait. Ronda Rousey won for something. What'd she win for? Oh, most overrated. Oh, what a shock. How about most underrated? Let me guess. AEW guy. Takashita. Or Takeshita. Or Takeshita. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, with WWE, it's almost like they don't allow for that kind of like they're not going to allow like a 40 minute match that's not heavily storyline because you know, that's kind of Dave Dave's readers are going to be a more in ring type stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And they don't really allow people to step out of that wwe style for lack of a better and like when nxt was around the original incarnation well not the original original one but when you had like um asuka and you know cole and champa and all those matches those matches were all right up there in the in the final voting for match of the year the it's it's that kind of style of match um, that more that the observer readers type read like do and and they just don't do that in WWE anymore. Them, I bet you wasn't there a great match with Gunther this year, like the yeah, one with and, um, um, the triple and, threat. Yeah, it was him, uh, Drew, and Sheamus at Mania. Yeah, I bet you. And that then him and Sheamus had a great match, and then him and Sheamus last year had a great match at uh, Clash of the Castle. Yeah, I bet you that um, I'm looking up Gunther right now. That's that's a guy who would rank high in, yeah. in the AEW tip stuff. I mean, Dave gave Gunther versus Bronson Reed. I don't even know what show that was from. Uh, four and a half stars. Jesus. And then Gunther versus Ciampa, four and a half stars. So that's all you have to remember. It is his readers. Uh, Gunther versus Chad Gable. Those two, four stars and four and a half stars. Mm-hmm. So this is just from the last last three months. The match with McIntyre, four stars. Uh, the triple threat at Mania, five stars. The I mean, match is amazing. Best match. Oh of yeah, I mean show. that should get votes for a match of the year right there. So so let's 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 talk about it now before we go too far in the weeds. So obviously Will is going to go. Obviously his two biggest options are of course WWE and AEW. They have the most yeah. money. He's not going to – he won't sign an exclusive deal with Impact, but I guess there's three options. He could go to WWE, he could go to AEW, and he could go to – and he could kind of bounce around and be a kind of a freelancer. The freelancer thing I don't think is going to last. He's not going to be able to do that uh, often. That's not going to be – that's not a good – that's not a good uh, – when you're getting into your 30s, that's not a very good uh, career path. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about AEW. So the pros are, you know, matches with great – the matches with great workers are good in both companies. So that we can't 
that we're not going to say, oh, AEW has better opponents for him. No, they don't. They have just as WWE has just as many good opponents. So we're not going to get into that because he's got great opponents on both sides. We won't get into that part. Business wise, he can probably do other stuff within reason, though. And I've we talk, I've said this many times on this show, Steve, about Tony Khan. He needs to start treating this business, this company, like a company, and he can't be letting these guys fly, fly around elsewhere too, too much. Because mm-hmm. I think that's where the injuries are becoming a problem. Um, so, yes, I think I think he uh, I think he'll have some flexibility career wise, but not as much as he as he thinks. I think he I think he would be told there's a certain limit. Um I think merch he gets a good cut and they use pro wrestling tees. So right. um what other pros are there to him being an AEW? Uh, a lot of boys are there. Um you still have the interaction with New Japan, like you know, the United Empire. Um, yep. like Aussie opens there, um, ready-made feuds, you know, with, with Kenny, he's already part of a, a stable, though. It's kind of weird that he's in the stable with Don Callis, in my opinion, it doesn't feel like he fits. Um, so yeah, kind of has a lot of relationships with those people. He's not gonna have to hold back in his wrestling style. Um, you know, go to that quote unquote WWE style that the. I would think they would let him keep his name in WWE. I think he's one of those guys that's big enough. Uh, known like, I mean, they let Jade Cargill keep her, her name. I feel like if MJF wherever went, you know, there's the joke of what would they call him? I think they would let him be called MJF. He's too big of a character at this point. Right. What are the cons? Ah, the cons. Ah. Um. I think there's so many kind of of those, um, you know, like those guys that I like, those like the kind of indie darling guys that have become bigger that you could get lost in the in the shuffle. They have mm-hmm. so many guys who can wrestle at an incredible level in ring that you have to do something else to besides just that to stand out. Probably you have to have a little bit more in terms of character uh tony storm i think is a perfect example of that a really good wrestler but she's come up with this amazing character right now um that has become one of the best parts of aew and um that you know at some point you can just be the guy that has great matches um so i think that would be one of them just kind of having one of the best wrestlers in the world and just getting lost uh, with, you know, not maybe not a storyline or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a big one. Um, wrestling, I mean, he, he kind of wrestles every week in Japan, though, but you can kind of take nights off on some of those tag matches. Um, but, you know, the pressure of having, like, banger match every single week if you're doing singles or tag tag team matches, like going out and having four star matches every single week could hasten the tearing apart of his body. Mm-hmm. 
you know, again, there's things are thrown out here. I, I can see that's where he's probably going to go. Would be if I if I could put money on it, that would be where I would say it. Also depend though what else he's allowed to do. Mm. All right. Now, what are the pros and cons of him signing with the flamethrower of World Wrestling Entertainment? Um, pros probably capability of having a higher end deal. Um, the upside in terms of cash would be higher. Um, for a straight up contract. Um, I think the cons would be the travel. Um, people maybe not knowing who he is when he starts. Uh, you know, he's not Cody Rhodes in terms of name value. You, right. The, the, all the people who watch WWE are not all the people who watch AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to reinvent himself. You know, um, you know, having a, basically an entire new atmosphere to figure out. Um, so that creativity aspect of, okay, how am I going to, if he's an AEW, he can go out there and have matches. Mm-hmm. Well, on WWE, he's going to, it's going to have to be more than that. It's going to have to be, he's not going to be wrestling every week. He's going to have to do a lot of backstage skits and sketches and you know live interview segments um so you know some people can't adapt to that uh, so that's True. a pro and that's a pro anacon it, it's a pro in that it can give someone a new challenge on how to um just not reinvent themselves but like to to become more creative i think he would be welcomed in there Mm-hmm. I think like he and Seth Rollins go back and forth on Twitter. I think that's all uh, total work. Um, I, I think they would absolutely love to work together. Uh, so that would be the other thing would be for pros is new people to wrestle. Uh, to wrestle a Seth Rollins, uh, a Nakamura. Um, I don't think Sammy, Kevin Owens. You know, guys who he's like maybe came up in the indies earlier than he did. And so they didn't have a chance to, to really do anything like an AJ. Mm. That'd be fun. I think, uh, and, and listen, everyone can say what they want. All in is an amazing show. And I think it will grow as a show in the future. Big money at Wembley, big crowd, but nothing is WrestleMania. Uh huh. And, and he gets a chance to he gets a chance to you know main event WrestleMania 41 in wherever the fuck it is going to Minneapolis I suppose maybe I don't know hope so would be pretty crazy I know right um, yeah and there's crazy. there's a the question of would he ever get to that level you know w- would he be allowed to get to that level. I don't know the answer to that. Mm. Would they see him as too small or different? No, the Triple H is there for sure. Yeah, if this was Vince, I would totally, if this was still Vince, if this was like six years ago, totally he'd be going to AEW. No doubt yeah. about it. Vince would look at him and go, I have no idea who this fucking guy is. And if yeah, if a- it was a year ago when Vince was kind of, if it was last year, I think it would be yeah. no better. 
Um, I still think like my my bet is that he's going to end up in AEW just because of the people he knows. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh, and so it's something to think about as we move on. He's the big free agent for 2024. And then a year from now, we'll be talking about Mr. Jacob Friedman. Uh, this one obviously is more, um, that one's more, more cut and dry. He's either going to stay in AEW or he's going to WWE. Yeah, and he's already had to change. Triple H. So that's going to be, that'll be fun and annoying to look at over time. Mm-hmm. Steve Aloysius Willie, this was a lot of fun. It always it was. Is. It always is when I'm with you. Uh, you can follow Steve on uh, IG. Yeah, I just threw up, a, threw up some pizza there today. You did. I didn't you realize it was from all weekend. I forgot to, <laughs> forgot to put it up. You threw up some fine Italian casserole, sir. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I love when Steve does that. Uh, but he's here, and you can, you know, he he's on a ton of shows. We will be, we'll 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 get to a, a pot of honor. Maybe we'll maybe we'll wait till the new year. And we'll we'll start fresh. You and I got to sit and create a schedule. Yeah, um, it has nothing to do with uh, how the show's doing or how much we like doing it. It's just we we all got stuff going on. Mm, yeah, of course. It's, it's like that's life. that's on my list. Uh, getting back in the TNA is on my list. Um, there's there's so much stuff out there. Like I actually had to ask a couple friends. Like, hey, I have all these DVDs. Here's five choices. Please tell me what to watch because I can't decide myself. Yeah, exactly. And um. Um, uh, you know, and there's just, so, we, we've, we've just, we've got so much great stuff here. I want to thank my buddy, Luke Jennings, who adds so much stuff here to the network. He's the host of the Memphis continental wrestling cast. He's the host of the Monday night project. He's the host of Hamburg all-stars. And he may be adding a fourth show to our feed. The guy's a machine, um, a weekly show The guy's insane. Uh, but he does great stuff. Uh, join us uh, this weekend for uh, he's going to do part two of his WrestleMania seven watch this week. Uh, we'll have a new episode of chicken salad. Uh, of course, uh, as I mentioned, uh, Dr. G and I with a new episode of the weekend special, we'll, we'll get into some of these topics with him. Um, and we'll talk in, well, obviously mostly we'll talk NWA. Uh, join us next Sunday, uh, next Friday here on the network for a special episode of main event. We will preview AEW full gear, which is a week from tomorrow out in Inglewood, uh, we will be uh, here to talk about the matches with somebody. Not sure who. Yeah, could who be knows? Steve. It could be the boogie. Steve. It could be Andrew Reich. Hell, Jordan Duncan could be here if I leave a ham out. You never know. Um, <laughs> uh, so we'll see. But we will be here next week for a special episode of Main Event where we'll preview uh, AEW Full Gear. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott C. Podfather. But follow the brand on Twitter at PTBN Wrestling. I do the wrestling time travel every day where we go back in time. Uh, as we're recording, of course, today is the, what is it, the 26th anniversary of Montreal? Oh, wow. Yeah, right? Yeah. 2023 minus 1997. I think that's yep. uh, 20, yeah, 26 years ago today, Earl Hebner called for the bell <laughs> and then ran in his car. And hidden his trunk with all of his stolen merchandise. Um, <laughs> uh, yep, and put and, and a couple of other shows too, uh, Steve. A couple of New Japan shows. What is it? Power Struggle, um, and uh, I think a couple of uh, Turning Points too. Anyway, mm -hmm. we do that. I do that every day uh, when there's shows. Uh, 
Uh, we do polls. Uh, I will be putting a poll out soon. I thought I did already. Maybe I'll do it tomorrow or this weekend. Uh, what show will uh, Greg Diener and I watch? Episode of Wrestle Tracks. There's two specific shows, um, and it pertains to the year 1987 because it has to do with a show that he's doing on. It was a thing on TV. So, um, hmm. and a new episode, of course, of uh, Through the Looking Glass this month as well. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy. Um, the what is it? Touchdown, throwdown, whatever it is. is that yeah, touchdown, throwdown. Have fun with us. Yes. And uh, we will talk to you next Friday uh, with uh, a full full gear preview. So for Brother uh, Steve, I'm Brother Scott. You have been in the main event. We'll talk to you in a week. Woo! Hey, Steve. I can't do it. If I'm not going to get one, I'm not giving one. Yeah, you go.